ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Los amigos, it is another week. Getting closer to the start of college football. Just two weeks away from that. Three weeks yesterday, 21 days from the NFL kicking things off. The final preseason game for your New Orleans Saints is Friday over in the Caesars. Superdome was there yesterday. Tell you all about that and some of the renovations that they got going on. Some inconveniences this year and over the next year or so as they... um modernize it and really do a lot of different additions and things of that nature. So just kind of keep in mind uh, with that here as well. We'll touch on that all during the week here as well. Plus, of course, we'll go over Friday's game. And that was between the Saints and the Packers. Green Bay winning 20-10. to 10. I don't know. What, what was your, you know, highlights really of that game? We'll touch on that. I don't know about you, but very rarely does like, a, you know, a kick excite you. This had to, though, right? There was a 59-yard field goal tried by Lutz. The hold by Gillikin. The win to his back. 59-yarder by Lutz is good. He drills it. I love that. Um, look, anytime you see somebody like that that you need, in between him and Gillikin, who, by the way, did you see what happened? The, uh, he posted yesterday the old anonymous drug test. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He punted one for what, 81, 82 yards. And he, um, got the old anonymous drug test, uh, to come his way as well. So, uh, he had a little fun with that. He was punting the heck out of the ball. Lutz was kicking the ball. So look, I, look, it's one of those things that stand out in that game because it, you know, it's one of those things that, you don't think about a lot, but it's important. Here was the punt, by the Francisco. way. Here again with the punt. Wind aided, driving Amari Rogers back, 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 back to about the 12, bouncing and into the end zone on a touchback. A gigantic hang time, but even a bigger yard of 81 yards up. Kevin Harlan with the call there. Again, I just, you don't think about it. That is, that's a weapon. Man, that is a weapon. So it was nice to see that, uh, that your, your two kickers, your special teams area, I thought shined. And again, we're going to get into a lot more of this. You'll hear from some of the players and coaches after the game. But look, again, it, it's easy to come back and say, Hey, no, Gus, that wasn't the highlight of the day. This was. Hook is back. Blocked by the tight end. Vanette to the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. Chris Olave. One of the all-time great touchdown receivers in Big Ten history comes up with a 20-yard touchdown reception. I uh, love the booze from the crowd there, right? You got to like that as well. So, look, I get it. That's maybe, you know, the highlight you think about. But, man, when your kickers are doing that, the Saints lost games last year because of failure to be able to kick extra points or extra, you know, field goals. When you have a punter that can kick at 81 yards – I don't know about you, Mr. Professor, as you join us here on this Monday afternoon, but uh, 81 yards, we see it at practice. And you heard even Harlan say it. It's the hang time, too. Like, you know, kicking it distance-wise is one thing, but to actually kick it high enough at 81 yards, that that is a that is a long way. And, and the guy just, uh, you know, like no big deal. I mean, that's I, I, look, I know we're going to talk about Alave, Tony Jones, maybe some of the other things that stood out in that game. But, man, but th- that's one of those things where the coach goes, ah, ain't got to worry about that. You know, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's, it's a good luxury to have, you know, especially if you've got a, a, a good offense where you're not going to see the punter out there a bunch. Yep. If you have a good punter, so when you actually do have to trot one out there, he's kicking it 80 yards, yeah. and it's either a coffin corner and they're inside the 10 or the 5, 
or it's a touchback and they don't get a chance to return it. Uh, it's a great luxury to have as a, as a, as a coach in the NFL. I mean, the Saints are seeing now, uh, the Bills just saw, they just released. They're starter from last year because they drafted the punt god and he's punted 80 something yards when he's out there on the field. So you, you, you gotta love being able to have that, uh, in your back pocket because special teams, a lot of coaches will tell you are just as important as the offense and defense. No doubt about it. Uh, look, obviously you were a little busy on Friday, so you probably didn't get to watch the game like like we sort of, what do you talk about? You probably watched it the same way we did, right? In passing, because uh, you got married on Friday. Congrats, sir. How was it? And um, what did you do afterwards? Uh, it was great. Uh, actually, what's funny is, got married, went to the reception at a restaurant in Hammond, and what was on the screen? Saints game. So I'm watching the Saints game during, so it's, you know, I'm killing two birds with one stone. At you the were working. You were working. Gotta love yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Working at the same time you weren't really, though. Um, but you know what our questions of the day are now that we are in the football season on Mondays and on Fridays? It's kind of things that you should know. Nick, what's today's QOD? Today's question of the day. What are your thoughts on Friday's game? Who gets a game ball? Who gets a pat on the back? And who do you think needs to have a seat on the bench right there with Coach? Uh, you can give us a call on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line at 800-998-1003. That's 800-998-1003, the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. And, Gus, I tell you, there's not a lot of people who wouldn't tell you that maybe Olave needs the game ball or maybe your boy Mr. Backer Backer. They call him Mr. John Bostick. It is. He's to get that game ball. You know, he had himself a game on Friday as well. <laughs> I I texted you immediately after the game ended, and I realized the stats that my man had. John Bostick led the team in tackles, um, six, five solo, had a pass defense. I mean, I don't know about you, but I look. I, I loved the Manti Teo one. Um, yesterday, and I said, you know what? Not, not, I don't want to put any pressure on you. Obviously, you know it's hard to do there, sir. But um, it is Mr. got the music. Bombastic. There we go. <laughs> Man, I was about to bust it out today. Yeah. Like Here I was it is. sitting there working and cutting audio. I was like, I, 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 I've already got the song in my head. I've started writing it. I was about to just lay down the track today. Yeah. I was we thinking. Make way for I was thinking about you. I mean, did you did you dance to this on Friday night too? Did you have a little boombastic that you play this I, in my head? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watching the game as soon as I saw Bostic, I was like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, it's going down. Look, all I know is you got till Friday on a game day. You got you got, you got to give us the next song, and somehow, some way, boombastic and John Bostic have to be a part of this. Look I, again, I had a pass defense. He had five solo. Six total tackles. He and Eric Wilson, though, kind of shining out a little bit. But that's kind of what these games are sort of um, they're about, right? So is he is he your is he your your game ball? Are you giving the game ball to John Bostic? Uh, possibly John Bostic. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Alave played well as well. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, me, mm-hmm. I'd give the game ball to Ian Book. Ian Book. Book played the whole game. Uh huh. <laughs> Had himself a touchdown at uh, what about seventy some yards? Had, well, oh, not seventy, but he had a good number of yards rushing. Yeah, like he rushed the yeah. ball a lot. <laughs> you know, he it was an improvement yeah. from the first game. Ew. So, uh, what was it? What was it? <laughs> I mean, he, we what? we did take a visit to uh, the uh, the the pop over the turnover pantry for yeah. uh, John, for Ian Book. Um, uh, so, it, 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 I mean, it, that, but again. It's improvement. It's better than what we saw before, and we didn't get to see any of the other quarterbacks. So you know, Book did something. Can't can't be mad at that. Eh. It, eh. I, guess, I guess it's all you look at. <laughs> eh. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. I, I guess um, he bounced back with that touchdown to Alave, but actually, it's one of the reasons that I I'm going to give him the pat on the back and. I would give normally the game ball. It's just again, some of the other guys kind of stood out. Tony Jones Jr. You know, we, oh, yeah. we, we talked about separating yourself, trying to make a name there. You know, in, in that crowded sort of running back room. Well, how you know why he gets a game ball? Because the team waved the Zigbo yesterday. That's why. Because he played yeah. so well that they're like, okay, you know what? Let's let's limit that room a little bit more. There, I mean. 
again, he was one of those guys that was in there, and that's why he shelled out. Because not only did he do it rushing seven for 40 yards, but it was the special teams play. It was the tackles. It was things on that nature that yeah. he did that I thought really stood him out. And, you know, again, when when you can play well enough, Nick, that a player in your position group gets waived, <laughs> that's, you did a good job. <laughs> it's, you know, you got to get the game ball. But... Look, uh, he, he even talked about it after the game too, about how it felt good to play on special teams, mm-hmm. uh, how he hasn't tackled anybody since high school. Right. So <laughs> just being able to get out there and, and yeah. put a hit on somebody, yeah. he was feeling good, man. And plus, he's the kind of guy that you want on your team because he's he's one of those guys who's vocal on the sideline. Mm-hmm. When he's on the bench, he's talking to other players, he's rallying around other players. Him and Olave have a pretty good relationship with each other. So it's just it's cool to have that kind of guy in your locker room, in your running back room, on your team, on the sideline. Tony Jones Jr. did a lot for himself on Friday to make this team, and uh, it looks like he's gonna he's he's trying to secure himself a spot. I know you were busy on Friday, but and again, this is why I was saying it all depends really how you look at things, Nick, because I know you were busy on Friday, and I mentioned a few times that I, I, I had some free advice, free in book, free advice, and, and that advice was, if you remotely want to look good, who should you find? Number 12. Look for yes. number 12. I said that several Bravo times. Bravo, like, That would be me. If they were like, Gus, I, I need someone to throw the ball right now. They're tying his shoe. The helmets are broken. I'm literally getting the huddle and going, Chris, I'm coming to you. I mean, it's just the chance on there. And what I loved about that touchdown play, and we'll hear from Alave because uh, he spoke yesterday afterwards too, the thing that stood out to me, yes, it's on the surface, he scored a touchdown, caught it, got in. But when you see the replay and you see that it's a play that's kind of broken a bit, you know, there goes Ian, off schedule, right? And I, you saw my air quotes there. Um, yeah. Because, hey, look, my, here's my thing, and this is why I say it depends how you see it. My man doesn't see the field. He, he's not moving over left or look. When John Stinchcomb, is on the broadcast and he's like, here's the bunch and he circles the bunch formation on the bottom of the screen and go, this is where he needs to go. I want to see him go. And the head never looks that way. <laughs> and he completely looks to the right, then has to scramble. He's being chased. I'm sorry. There it is. He brought up the, the rushing yard. He shouldn't have that many rushing yards. <laughs> That's called, right. I don't know where to go with the football. That's <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Back to my point. Alave found the space though. And that's what I loved about it. Not only did you find the space in between three defenders, it was the body control. I don't know if you noticed that, Nick. The hips turned one way, like he's going towards the corner, and then he turned back towards the quarterback to be able to get that ball, and then he turns back towards the sideline. And as he's moving in that 45-degree direction, like you saw him almost do one of those hip drill where, you know, he's going left and he's going right and he's finding the space and he got, he knew exactly where to go and he looked smooth doing it. And that's because yeah. that is reality that, you, you know, the routes aren't what you see in a dry eraser board, straight 90 degree cut with an arrow and, and that's where it's going to go. Sometimes you, you adjust, but that's what I loved about him. You saw why everybody geeks out at him at practice. That's what we see. He just finds a spot and once he gets it, you're not, you're not going to get him to that where he's going. Right. It's, it's, it's great to see the maturation from game to game yeah. for a young player like that, especially somebody who has the potential to really do something special, uh, right out of the gate. And when you add him in with the guys in that wide receiver room and, uh, you know, but the question is going to be because, you know, we've seen Dalton, we've seen Book, mm-hmm. we haven't seen Jameis yet. And Jameis is going to be, is your guy, is going to be your guy. So we want to see, what kind of connection he's going to have with an Olave, with the other players on the team, uh, the timing, you know, how, we, we, we really want to see that. And the question is, are you going to see it in the third game? That is going to be the question, isn't it? And uh, when we come back from break, I will play what Dennis Allen had to say. Not only yesterday, since we last talked, the Saints have played a game. They've had a practice yesterday in front of 30,000 people, and they had a practice already today at the facility. So two practices, a game since we last chatted. And, and Nick, thankfully, I'm still here. I'm just saying, I, I'm still here. I'm not exactly mobile, 
But um, I, I've, I've limped over here. I played in the media game. My wife told me as I left the house, don't get hurt. 38 minutes out of the 40, we were good. Dump off over the middle. I was playing center. Uh, I tried to plant, make a little move, and I felt somewhere underneath my right heel, the turf monster went, come here. Just like that. Just come here. And I'm like, oh. Eat the animal. Oh. Oh. I immediately, I, I feared because apparently this game has a history of Achilles tears. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. Flex up, flex down. No, okay, we're good. <laughs> it's not the Achilles. And I have plantar fasciitis, so I'm thinking it's probably somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, you step, and it is just absolute pain and needling, and just it's bad. But, um, right. oh, oh, did I mention knee soreness? By the way, <laughs> knee soreness, a little tender in the front of the right knee when I tried to just, you know, stop and plant so I can turn around and try to catch a pass. Is that all? Charles Barkley, 38-8-28, bro. You know what? That, that's the thing. She looks at me last night, you know, in the most comforting. Now, I'm 10 in, and you and I are both on take two, right? So, But you're like day three of take two. So right now, if that was you, oh, come here. No, no, no. That That's not over my household. She's literally looked at me when I lived, and she goes, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. I told you not to play. I don't. It's either I don't want to hear it. Or suck it up. Like, I mean, there is zero sympathy uh, other than down the hall, you know, with the Advil and the Tylenol and all that stuff. I mean, they didn't give it to me, Nick. Didn't even bring it to me. Oh, no. This professor would be making fun of how old I am. Wow. The yard department. Jeez. We're already there, brother. Yeah. We're already there. Let us talk about that here coming up here. I'm going to say 1245, sir. You'll go over the NFC South and then uh, throughout the rest of the show, we'll, we'll touch on what are we doing that we probably shouldn't be doing anymore? Like playing flag football yes. at 46 and a half years old. I, I don't know if that's wise or not. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And I got one from this past weekend coming up. It's not about the wedding. I got one coming up with 25. Okay. The next day, I was doing something I should do. I should have been <laughs> We'll hear that when we come back. The professor will go over two of the three NFC South teams that play because one plays tonight. We'll do all of that and yes. more. But up next... We'll go over all the games, uh, all of the action from the game on Friday. Here from coach and players, sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft coupling, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Alario Brothers before the season. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at AlarioBros.com. Boats is a coming, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a coming, there's dancing tonight. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. 
Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003 on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line yesterday in the Dome. 30,000 Saints Saints fans were over in the Caesars Superdome, all free. Chance to get in there and as well. And again, some of the things you're going to notice as, as fans, uh, construction going on as they're, uh, updating the heck out of the Superdome over the next two and a half years, essentially. And, uh, media members kind of got a little bit of a tour there as well. Some different food options and things. They, they lost a whole kitchen on a whole level because of some of the, um, construction they're doing. Essentially, one of the things that we saw yesterday that was really going to stand out is there's something that I've suggested actually. That exterior, you know, where, where you wait to go in the dome, the the bricked walkway on the outside, they're going to enclose that eventually. And that'll be the interior. If that makes sense to you. So you'll see it. Um, they got all kinds of designs and, and things of nature online if you want to go check it out and kind of see what's coming your way there as well. Head coach Dennis Allen was... Pretty happy, obviously, to, uh, just to kind of see the fans out there yesterday. The, the token, hey, it's great to be back yeah, home. Nice to be back here in the dome. Um, nice to have the fans out here. Thought it was a, a good atmosphere and, and, uh, you know, good spirited practice. So got a lot of good work done today. Indeed. And I think one of the things that we saw from the game on Friday too, or, or kind of what, what he thought of the game, was uh he didn't care for obviously the turnovers and what you saw was one of those situations where Ian Book again another fumbled snap an interception I don't know it, it, again I, I'm asking you how, how you view it I I just he came up with the touchdown he moved the ball a bit better I I just still see a, a quarterback that's very limited in his skills. And, um, just isn't seeing the field, um, and allowing plays to develop. And it, it, you heard it from the television broadcast as well. And you just, you could see the difference. And, and I understand Jordan Love was picked higher, but you look at other games over the weekend too. And you just, you, you just see a quarterback that I don't see him as a two right now. You know what I'm saying? I just, so I don't know roster wise how that's, Going to react and, um, and all those different aspects of it. But we got a lot to kind of get into, not only in that game, but we saw it practice yesterday, which was interesting. Uh, in that one of the guys I thought that really showed out and had a very good game and helped this cause from the receiving room was Kirk Merritt. But Kirk Merritt didn't catch anything in the game. He had two targets, no receptions, no yards. That's what he talked about. How how did he help himself? Didn't he, though? Did you watch the game? You, you felt that he was one of the guys that you talked about, right? I know Juan, Bushrod, they were, they were going over it, and, and it was because of the return game that you saw. He had two returns for 84 yards. One of them was a long of 59, and I thought he played really well. At least in that aspect, he shined. Again, it was just little moments like that that really stood out. Well, what's interesting is, if you think about it, he was at practice yesterday as a running back. As a running back. Here's what uh, Dennis Allen had to say after practice yesterday. I think we're going to take a look at it just a little bit. Um, you know, uh He's obviously got experience in that position, so something we just wanted to take a look at. And that's something. Um, looking at him as a running back, perhaps, or just trying to find a spot for him. I think they see his speed. I think they see some potential. And look, Dennis Allen said it again today uh, after today's practice, and that is perhaps – specifically for Merritt and others. You know, you're only talking about carrying 48 on game day. And so if you got a guy that can play multiple roles and do multiple things for you, um, it gives you a lot of flexibility on game day. I mean, they're trying to find a place for him. I mean, think about it because of that special teams. It is so vital and so important. 
You saw Sean Payton, but he started turning the leaf from those seven to nine seasons to being a much better football team. The emphasis on special teams that you remember that season, right? Broncos game, you name it. I mean, just kicking the backs of players, you know, getting punt list, all that stuff. So when you see all of that, the emphasis on special teams is pretty big. But I thought that was interesting that you saw Merrick at running back yesterday, a Zigbo released, and his play on special teams. Look, let's be honest. Again, question of the day. Who gets the game ball? Who gets the pat on the back? And who needs to have a seat next to coach on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line, 800-998-1003? Some of the players we're talking about are because of the plays on special teams. Kirk Merritt we just touched about. But Tony Jones Jr., that guy seemed like he was everywhere on the field, right? He was productive, running the football, 4 for 19, average of 4.8, long of 7. He had three receptions for 20 yards, three targets, long of 20. So he had a couple of carries, he had a couple of receptions, but he also had a couple of tackles, two of them. Special teams, one solo. So he filled three different sections of a box score. When you're trying to make a roster, there you go. That's why I'm giving him the game ball. He put up a stats in the box score on their defensive stats as a tackler. Two of them, one solo. He put in stats as a receiver. Three receptions, 20 yards. And he put up stats in the box under rushing. Four carries for 19 yards. Now, you divine a Zigbo, you're like, wait a minute, I, I let all running backs and rushing. Seven carries, 40 yards, and you cut me. That's just it, though. Again, three stat boxes to one. And to the professor's point, Ian Book led all rushers with seven carries and 49 yards, and I'd argue he probably shouldn't have had six of those seven carries. Um, I, I get, I, I don't know if I'm putting him next to coach or, or, you know, have a seat next to coach. But a guy like him trying to earn a roster spot over, say, a Merritt, a Tony Jones Jr. Now, now I understand that they're battling in those position groups, but, yeah, that's why that roster spot is valuable. That's why we were talking about it last week, right? That's literally what we were talking about last week. Do you keep that third quarterback? When you maybe have some other guys that can help you in other areas, because again, not being disrespectful or mean or ugly, but do you see Ian Book a quarterback that if Jameis Winston cannot play in a regular season game and Andy Dalton's your starter, do you want him to be the backup? I mean, you know the answer. You've seen the games. And I don't care if he hadn't taken a snap. I'm I'm still choosing Taysom Hill. Give you more. If you want to go the scrambling route, Taysom Hill's a better rusher, faster, stronger, better arm, knows the offense. I mean, I that that that's a no brainer to me. That's what I'm saying. He needed to really shine to me on Friday. And you can hey, what about that Alave play? Hey, what about the other three and a half, almost four quarters? Alave did a great job finding a space, throwing that hand up. Book got it to him. Um, but I would say that scores more on Chris. Not trying to take anything away, but Ian needed, needed to have a really good game. Because you're seeing some guys on this roster that are finding ways to maybe Make a name, make a case for that here as well. Um, a pat on the back for me, Trevor Penning. A pat on the back for me, Trevor Penning. I thought Trevor Penning, for all the stuff that you saw in the Houston game, I thought Trevor Penning came back and had a nicer game, right, uh, against the Packers, especially in practice where he looked like he was struggling. But in the game, he played well, Dennis Allen. Uh, I thought overall pretty well. Um 
I think he's a tremendous run blocker. Um, certainly there's some growth that still needs to, to, to come in the passing game. Uh, but yet, he played a lot of snaps, and, and I would say the majority of those snaps graded out pretty well. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I would think for sure, again, when you look at how he played in that game, um, it, it was way more positive than anything else. And again, you look at the people that were at the game, you look at the people that covered his team, do the write-ups and everything, they all say it was a bounce-back game for them. So let's hear from Trevor. We'll hear from Chris Olave yesterday, Dennis Allen from yesterday and today, and a couple of other players here as well. And what looks to be the early storyline this week when the Saints take on the Chargers Friday night, 7 o'clock in the Caesar Superdome, to wrap up the preseason. And unfortunately, the storyline is not a good one, but I'll touch on that when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished a new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Anthony was working a dead-end job. I was surviving, but you know, I wasn't getting ahead anymore. A friend told him about my computer career. She's like, I'm already in the program. She's like, you'd be crazy if you don't do it. So I jumped right in and have not regretted it. Anthony did it all online. All you gotta do is have an internet connection, and you can do it. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. You need to check out my computer career. If it worked for me, it'll definitely work for you, too. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. The Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line is the way to dive into the competition here. Or we are in that, that point in camp, and, and you do have a lot of little, you know, nicks and bruises and things of that nature that you have to you have to kind of battle through. There it is. Dennis Allen talking today after practice. Um about what looks to be the storyline this week as we head into the preseason finale coming up at 215 Marlon favorite the latest on the Tigers looks like a starter could be getting named shortly at quarterback and what's going on with John Emery I got a lot of text about that today the reports yesterday looks like he's gonna be suspended the first two games academic eligibility stuff from still stemming from last year all of that Marlon and I will discuss that and at 115 technology Ravens, helps keep Rafael every- Esparza will join us to go over the weekend and also what he thinks are interesting proposition bets here for Thursday and on Friday. So let's get to the bumps and bruises because that's kind of where we are right now in terms of practice today. So per the folks that were at practice, players they didn't see, Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Dwayne Washington, P.J. Williams, Chris Hansen, Cesar Ruiz, Taco Charlton, James Hurst, Adam Troutman. Some pretty big names. Now, we also know yesterday that Dennis Allen 
said there was a reason you didn't see number 13 at practice yesterday. No, Michael Thomas is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring. All right. So, that's a hammy. And, look, I already got a text or two from a couple buddies. You know, hey, is he really hurt or what's the issue? Or, you know, look, it's a hamstring. I mean, it happened to you. And quite honestly, any kind of soft tissue injury, something like that, you just want to rest. I mean, like, again, I would love to see him get some snaps with Jameis Winston on Friday. I need him ready in 20 days. 20 days. You know? 20 days is the goal. And hopefully in that time, he can get ready to go. And remember, before that, he looked magnificent. Dennis Allen saying he looked like the Michael Thomas he's used to seeing. Nick Underhill, the Orioles had football. Don't trust Dennis Allen. Do you trust Nick? He says he looks like 2019 Michael Thomas. Don't trust him. Trust everybody else, including me and everybody else that have looked at him and said, the guy looks good. So he's healthy. He looks strong. Gus, what do you mean he's healthy? Just pull the hammy. Okay, well, you pull the hammy. I mean, it's football. I mean, it's going to happen. I, I did a silly plant, and my foot is, like, killing me. I, it just happens. I didn't go out to do it, you know? But anyway, that's why he's not out there. Also yesterday, Jameis Winston graduated to seven-on-seven drills. Member in Green Bay, kind of worked on his own on Tuesday. On Wednesday, did... You know, the ISO work where he was just throwing two receivers and stuff. Yesterday, he graduated to seven on seven. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Um, you know, obviously, we'll go back and take a look at the tape, see what it'll look like. But, you know, this is part of the natural progression. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll begin to get him into some teamwork this week and, and see where he's at. So that was Dennis Allen yesterday. Dennis Allen today. After Jameis Winston participated in team drills. So he graduated from seven on seven. It's a team drill, so a little bit ago, D.A. on Jameis. Yeah, look, it was good. It was good. A little rusty, but but yet um, good to get him back out there and uh, get him back going again. So um, I think any time we get a guy back from an injury, you know, it's good to have him back out on the field. City News picked him off one-handed in some red zone drills. Um, going back and forth with John Hendricks, SI, right now. He's going to try to join his buddy at 2.30 if he can get his stuff done. So he can give us some of those observations from practice today on Team Drill. Apparently, per his report and many others, defense seemed to win the day today. And in particular, kind of where they are in red zone defense and in two-minute drill. Dennis Allen spoke about that after practice. Well, I'll go back and look at the tape. Um, you know, I felt like the defense had a really good day today. Um, I think that's an area that, you know, we have to be good at both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, the, the field shrinks down there, so there's not as much, there's not as many windows for the offense to get the ball into. Um, you know, and, and, and certainly defensively, the tighter you get to the goal line, the more precise you have to be in terms of your uh, fits in the run game and, and in terms of your coverage responsibilities. So that was after practice today based off the performance of the defense. One of the other things that he touched on, though, yesterday after practice, again, we've had two practices in the game since we last chatted on the show, so kind of going back and forth here. But Dennis Allen was asked plans for the starters this week. Remember Arthur Smith of the Falcons last week. Uh, a mythical creature, this dress rehearsal. What What is that you call a dress rehearsal? He literally said it was like a mythical creature. But Dennis Allen yesterday when asked about what's the plan for this week. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, everything kind of changes based on, you know, availability. Um you know, I kind of have a good idea uh, what I want to do, uh, but I'm going to kind of wait till later in the week before we make a final decision on anything. So, um, you know, we're just going to spend the majority of this week working on getting better as a team. And I don't think that's him trying to, you know, play coy or not let the Chargers know what's going on. It Again, I read the names not participating at practice today in Hill, Thomas, Lattimore, Washington, Williams, PJ, that is, Hanson, Ruiz, Taco, Hurst, Troutman, now, at least you did see Pete Werner working off the side there. By the way, there was a, a question today about Marcus Davenport. We had seen him a couple of weeks ago kind of, you know, get, get into some individuals. Then the team went to Green Bay. So today he was asked, Coach, latest on Davenport. He's getting better. Um, he's kind of incorporating himself back into some of the 
you know, team activities and things. Um, so that's been that's been a positive. I think there's still some hurdles that we got to that we got to uh, get over for him. Uh, but certainly everything's progressing in the right direction. In 20 days, just make sure it happens in 20 days. Look, when you hear these names and you start seeing the, the attrition sort of thing, it's just that that's where you are. You've been practicing every day. Body's getting banged up a bit, starting to take a toll. Dennis Allen afterwards says, look, that's just where we are right now, not to, you know, panic. Yeah, look, that's that's part of it. Um, part of it is that, is that we are in that, that point in camp and, and you do have a lot of little, you know, nicks and bruises and things of that nature that you have to, you have to kind of battle through. Um, it's the nature of training camp. It's been that way everywhere I've ever been. And, you know, we're dealing with a little bit of it now. One of the things that he was asked as well, kind of along these lines is something that we've discussed and, and it looks like this roster is deeper that you could sustain perhaps, some bumps and bruises to a handful of position groups on this team. I think the two areas that really concern fans and probably the media, you would say, would be the offensive line. Like, are you really too deep? I, some would argue, are you one deep, right? <laughs> it's just, are you too deep at all five positions? Do you, do you have somebody you can trust to go play multiple positions on the offensive line? Linebacker. Well, that's an interesting one. And I say that because, you know, I thought Eric Wilson continues to play well on this team at, uh, at linebacker. Five tackles, four solo. Nephi Sewell. Who's that? Nephi Sewell. Uh, three tackles, two solo. Had a nice little game. Got some work with the ones yesterday. Dennis Allen, after yesterday's practice, was asked about Nephi Sewell. I think he's a, uh, you know, a young guy that uh, plays extremely hard. He's smart. He's instinctive. Um, and and so, look, we're kind of, we're just going to keep moving guys around and, and figuring out um, what that right 53 is. That's an interesting way to put that, the right 53. What did he do yesterday? Kirk Merrick. Let's get in the, let's put him at running back. Nephi Sewell. I don't know. He must have shined. He must have done something on that tape on Friday. That was like, hey, let's throw him up there. Again, Pete Werner, side work today. Perpetual groin. I, I don't know. But he's your starter. Who's behind him? We, we've seen this team go out and get Chase Hansen. You know, how, how much faith do they have? And some of those other linebackers at that position group. But anyway, in case you're wondering, who's Nephi Sewell? He's a rookie out of Utah, six foot, and apparently getting a little little look-see from Dennis Allen, 228 pounds. He talked about it yesterday while he was with the team, doing some of those things with the team. One of the other questions, that was a short post-practice presser today for Coach he was asked about, can you tell us anything about Eric McCoy? Haven't heard a lot about him, and Coach says that's good. Well, look, I would say probably the best thing is that, you know, nobody's really talked about him, and that's usually a good thing if you're an offensive lineman. Usually when you're an offensive lineman and you're getting talked a lot about, that's that's not necessarily always a good thing. Um, so that just speaks to kind of the consistent nature of the player. Um, I think he's a good player for us, and certainly glad we got him. No doubt. So, look, that's not a bad thing to hear the coach say that he thinks he's just having a, a, a nice normal camp and you know, not, a, not a lot of attention's being paid there, and it's not a bad thing, I think, from that standpoint. So, again, probably it is not a bad thing, and that's good. That's kind of what you want, um, especially at that position group. But, again, Penning, I thought, had a nice bounce-back game. A lot of people sort of did as well. And it was one of the things that Dennis Allen spoke about, you know, after the game that, that, you know, he played better in it as well. So as far as Penning goes, you know, what was it like for him to be able to um, kind of play at that level? I mean, first game, I mean, it's kind of. And one of the things that he was touching on is just being able to kind of 
bounce back to that and uh, and play the type of snaps in the football that he thought he was going to be able to play here in a little bit. So I think um, it's something to kind of keep an eye on as it, as it moves on. I thought it was interesting in, in the Fox postgame show to hear um, Jermon Bushrod, you know, touch on that he specifically saw things improving technique-wise, moving his weight. And, and I thought I saw that, too. I didn't see him nearly as off balance. Remember, I was saying, like, to me in that Houston game, I thought he looked like somebody was standing up. And I didn't I didn't feel like as I watched that game on Friday, I felt like he was always too high. I, I didn't feel that this week. So, and, and you heard Jermon after on Fox 8, Speak about that. About speak about the the weight in the transfer, and, and you saw him using his his pads a little more shoulder. I mean, they were more um, level and squared towards the defender, and he looked like he improved. He took that coaching, and again, that that's why for certain players like that, you, at that position, you have to have snaps. It just there's no other way to improve. There's no other way to look at it. And go, oh, so this is what he does, and get that sense and feel of the speed of a real game, right? The speed of a real game. And it's not that Peyton Turner isn't going as fast as he can, but he isn't because he can't go hit the quarterback, and he's got to be not as violent, perhaps, as he would in a regular season game or in a live game rep or snap because you're going up against your teammate and you're just kind of, you know, not doing it as you would, perhaps, if a game was going on. Quick break, we come back. We'll take a look at the other games that took place in the division, and we'll rejoin the professor next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As always, we like to find out what's going on. The rest of the division, we bring in the professor. At Mr. Professor 318 over on all the social media platforms. All right. So, how excited are you about tonight's Monday night game, Falcons and Jets? Just to be honest. <laughs> wow. Wow. We <laughs> still there? Excited <laughs> <laughs> about the Falcons and Jets. Excited. Oh, yeah. Good yes. stuff. Are you watching? Oh. Are you watching? Will you watch a down? Possibly. Maybe. You may watch like, you know, 
first drive it, or something. It, it, I mean, it's I football, so you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe. You think so? We shall see. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not something that I'm super interested no? in. No. Okay. What else? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's no Wilson. Is I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I guess we want to see the Marcus Mariota experience, right? And we want to see the Marcus Please. Mariota experience. You mean Super Mariota? Super. That's right. They actually do do that, don't they? They post that. Yes. On air. Let me go see what the Dirty Perks Twitter account's all about today. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What else is going on in the division? No, any any uh, what what happened over the weekend? I I know the Panthers played the Pats. How did that game go? So Panthers and the Pats uh, over the weekend. Pats beat the Panthers twenty to ten. Uh, big news out of that is that Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold didn't even play. They rotated between PJ Walker and Matt Corral uh-huh. uh, from quarter to quarter. Uh, and even after that game, Matt Rules kept saying he did not know who the starter was going to be. But the same line he's been using ever since the beginning of the preseason, when we know, we know. And apparently, <laughs> he knew today. As today, Baker Mayfield was named the starter of the Carolina Panthers for week one. Surprise, surprise against the Cleveland Browns. The NFL had maybe had a hand in that one, too. You think so? You know, Deshaun Watson <laughs> comes back against the Texans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Baker Mayfield comes back against the Browns. No. You know, Russell Wilson make, make, facing the Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's, they are, it's all in the mix. So, uh, Barton Gall, mm-hmm. uh, ESPN radio host, uh, had some. Some choice words about Baker Mayfield being named the starter and oh. how uh, you know it's just about being a better football player. Okay, you can talk about mastery of the offense or maturation process or you know, like you said, all the time you spend in the off season. It, to me, this is about who's just a better football player. And Baker Mayfield has proven, even though I don't believe that all of Sam Darnold's troubles were all his own. I think being drafted by that particular franchise in the Meadowlands might have had something to do with it. But it's clear that Baker's the better player. How, how do you think? Um... How do you think? How do you think Sam Darnold feels today? I don't like get me out of here. Maybe <laughs> get me. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, it's like one of those things where you look at and how much was really his fault. Because I agree. I think there's part of it, right, where um, the Jets probably didn't help him, and I sure as heck don't think. The Panthers, because I don't, again, don't know what Matt Rule, um, you know, ha, can do. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just interested to know who's, who take who takes the the fly on him. You know, like what team out there goes? You know, our quarterback situation is so bad that Sam Darnold can help us here as well. But here's the other thing: Do you really think there was a competition? You mentioned they didn't even play in this game. So Baker Mayfield won it at practice when most of those practice reports, Nick, were that he kept throwing interceptions everywhere. You I don't know? know if it I don't know if the if Baker Mayfield being named the starter says a lot about Baker Mayfield yeah. or if it says more about Sam Darnold. Like, if you couldn't overtake this guy to be the starter for the Panthers right. this year, mm-hmm. then what's going on with you? Yeah. Because it's like crazy, man. It's it's crazy that through all of this and in the the second preseason game, he didn't even play. Like, neither one of them played. Somehow Baker Mayfield today. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If I'm Sam Darn, I'm like, well, I mean, can you could have given me the option. I mean, because he said after the game, Matt Rule. That he didn't want either quarterback to be playing behind a second string offensive line, which again gives a lot of, you know, backing to his second string offensive line when you come out and say that. But if, if I, if I have a shot at really winning the job, wouldn't you have given me, like, I would want that opportunity. Let, let me worry about, you know, the bums up front not blocking. Like, let me show you that with bums I can make plays. Like, I, I, I just think if I'm Sam Darnold, I think this was a very disingenuous shot to actually try to, um, if there were, really was a quarterback battle based on that. You didn't let me play Saturday. So apparently at practice, even though, again, like I said, most of the reports every week was 
there's another pick by Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and it's, you know, I, I don't know. But um, quarterback seems to be the story, huh, in, in the NFC South. Obviously, Panthers named their starting quarterback. And, and looky there. Look, I got binoculars. I'm doing the binocular thing with my eyes. Um, th- do we have a 12 sighting? Huh? Do we? <laughs> I, I think we do. Uh, we, we do have a 12 sighting. Where in the world is Tom Brady? I'm actually working on that song, too. I was working on it until he actually showed up. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Tom Brady has shown up at Bucks practices and uh, looks like he's going to be ready to go uh, for the start of for at least the last game of the preseason. We don't know if he's actually going to play, mm-hmm. but he has made it in the practices. Now, there are varying oh. uh, opinions oh. Oh. on on Brady. And, you know, he kind of needed to come back. If you watched that uh, last preseason game where the Titans were all over the Bucks, 13-3, to Blaine Gabbert uh, was your starter for that game for the Bucks, And, you know, when Blaine Gabbert is your next guy up, mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of want to go ahead and get Tom Terrific back in the camp as soon as you possibly can. Now, uh, Tom Krasniki, uh from WDAE, he's the, uh, uh, the Bucks extended pregame and postgame show host uh, on that station. Uh, he had uh, – he f- feels that, you know, Brady doesn't really need to be there. At least publicly, all the teammates have been very supportive. Devin White was talking about it last week. Look, Tom is going to handle his business, whatever that is, and we know he's going to be back. And when he does come back, he's going to be focused and ready to go. Privately, I don't know what's being said, but look, his teammates will have his back, certainly publicly. And as long as he comes back and they play well, if they get off to such a rocky start, then I'm sure a lot of people will be questioning, well, this is because he took off right in the middle of training camp, which is unprecedented. But at least publicly, all of his teammates have his back. I love what he says there, at least publicly, all of his teammates have his back. Of course they do, because you just mentioned the other quarterbacks they have. They got no shot at winning a game, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, Mr. Professor, um, yeah, yeah, do whatever it is that you want. The speculation, though, and the, the chatter was incredible this weekend, right? And I know we touched on it last Friday about where in the world Tom Brady is. And it, it seemed to be narrowed, though, to two things. Like Greg Augman, who covers the Bucks for the Athletic, actually screenshotted his email to the masked singer people. Hey, can, can you confirm or deny? Can you give me something? Like, there were some people that looked and called high-end costume manufacturers to see if a goat, an avocado, or a sandwich costume were made and that Tom Brady would be in in The Masked Singer. First off, Mr. Professor, do you watch The Masked Singer? I kind of am a fan. I kind of like it. No, I do not watch okay. I've seen episodes of it, but I'm not. Okay. I, I, I haven't really gotten into it like other folks have because I got family members who like just hang on every single right. note. Yeah. Of the mess. Yeah. Trying to figure out who it is that, that's singing. So a lot of people thought, well, maybe he has that, you know, that he had that deal and it was part of Fox's gargantuan deal to have him post football to, to be in the mass singer. And then, Oh, by the way, I'm coming back. And, but he had that commitment already. The other one though, Mr. Professor, which I thought was very interesting. They're, yes. It's getting a divorce. Oh, Giselle's had enough. She was angry that he came back. Divorce, divorce, divorce. Um, then this morning, then this morning, somebody must have leaked it to a couple of, you know, reporters on purpose. Apparently he was just spending the week in the Bahamas with his wife and only his wife. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, the speculation though was well, unbelievable. I'm going to divorce yeah. a, a, a supermodel. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, let's. Baby, we can't work this out. Yeah. No, we working this out. Like, we, what do I gotta do? Yeah, you're, you're you want me to retire again? Let's go. What? No, we working it out. No, I, exactly. See, and I think what happens is what happens a lot with a lot of these uh, athletes when they do retire. Nick is uh, they get home, and, you know, the wives and kids are like, "Oh man, we really want you around." And then when you are around. <laughs> Neither side actually is actually happy about being around, you know. The athletes used to structure, regimen, routine, a clock, you know, and understand like where he has to be here, he has to do that. And then all of a sudden you have those idle, that, that idle time. And then you have the spouses and the kids that are kind of used to doing their own thing. All of a sudden dad's like, all right, got nothing to do. But, uh, what do you want to do? 
It's eight thirty. Yeah. It's eight thirty at eight forty five. All right, where are we going? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I honestly, I've talked to people that have retired, and that's that's the hardest thing is when you're so used to it, right? Get going uh, to do that. But so there you go. So Tom Brady is back. We don't know if he's at the mass thing or not. I'm assuming he will be made available. Practice is almost over. It started around eleven thirty, eleven forty five New Orleans time. So they've been practicing for about an hour here. But uh, we'll see. Very latest on that, Mr. Professor. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time, sir. No problem, sir. Yep. We'll join you next hour. When we come back, I want to hear from you who that's on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line, 800-998-1003. I need game balls. I need pats on the back. And did anybody deserve to have a seat with Coach following their performance at Green Bay on Friday? Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Hurry up, hurry up and wait I stay away all weekend Still I wait, I got the blues Please come see what your loving means to me Technology helps keep everyone comfortable with a smart thermostat Turn temperature down Temperature down Turn temperature up temperature up. But to keep everyone on your team working comfortably, you need more than technology. You need CDW to custom configure Dell